Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Welcome to another episode of Square Talks. My name is Jacob Rodriguez. That's Texas State Sports Press, Andrew Zimmel. This week, we're joined by head softball coach Ricky Woodard ahead of their 2023 campaign. It was a really funny conversation. Uh, Andrew got to cover the Bobcats at the softball ballpark a lot, somewhat, during college. Yeah, I know a lot. I'd say a lot, Jacob. Uh, they were, we're one of my favorite teams to cover. Not, you know? One of my favorite teams to cover, and uh, I think Coach Woodard and I are uh... – going to become very close friends dude she was hilarious and she loved you and that never, doesn't really happen very often in the it doesn't department. i'll tell you what though if you just started taking note people who are talented and smart seem to really enjoy me uh alex coach woodard i'm just telling you guys for you for the haters in the uh in the audience maybe it's on you maybe maybe you're the bad guy maybe you are the bad guy we talked a lot about preseason expectations, kind of what she's seeing, and then uh, ultimately what they have to do, which is still, you know, playing in May and June. So, yeah, hit the ball, see the ball, hit the ball, see the ball. Yeah, low. What did Stuart Stuart, Stuart Little say? <laughs> a little high, a little low. <laughs> uh, something like that. Here's the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Square Talks, where me and Andrew talk to coaches, athletic support staff, players, everybody in between about Texas State, Texas State Athletics. We're joined now by head softball coach Ricky Woodard. Coach, thanks for joining us today. We really just want to preview your team ahead of uh, Friday's doubleheader and, uh, you know, just the, the Texas State tournament itself this weekend. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Okay, well, I'll start here, Coach. Congrats on a really good season last year. Um, I, the thing is, when I was looking at this roster, it's a lot of the same faces that we kind of get to know. You know what I mean? It's like I, I feel what I love most about your program is that I can kind of attach myself to a player and know that I'm going to get four really good years out of them. Uh, we could start with Jessica. We could talk about the pitching staff. But I want to talk about hitting because that's kind of – I think at the end of the year – it was where the bats started to kind of kind of falter out because during the regular season, you guys were hitting the in the uh, cover off the ball. You know what I mean? So going into the offseason, what was like what, what's the training like for for your hitters? Yeah, I think one of the things we tried to do is uh, add a little of power to our lineup, to be honest, Andrew. You know, so, you know, picking up a, a J.J. Smith out of Texas um, is definitely going to help with that. Um we got two freshmen that I think are going to help with that quite a bit also. Um, one I didn't pick up till August, uh, so she was kind of a late get for us too. Um, I was going somewhere else, and I just got in late and, and jumped in the boat and, and ended up getting her. So um, I think we've added a little bit more power, but, you know, I think last year we had to rely on our, you know, our short game a lot. Um, and at the end of the season, that's not a real great place to be when you're playing people like Lafayette and you got to score runs. So, um, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. We, we, we went back and forth with our offense all year long. And, you know, a lot of those players in that lineup probably hadn't been consistent for the four years they were here. Uh, so expecting them to be consistent in their last year probably is still 
you know, a, a, a broad hope <laughs> um, for me maybe, but um, you know, I actually thought some of those kids that have been here for four years did a really good job last year. And so we just didn't, we just didn't finish with some of our younger ones, to be honest, in my opinion, that needed to. Um, but I appreciate you acknowledging the fact that those players stay four years because that's tough to do anymore is to find kids that are loyal to to what you're doing in your program. Uh, well, and that that's interesting because you mentioned that you were able to kind of get in the boat a little late on some of them. What is the pitch? Because I'm always curious when we talk to head coaches and just college coaches in general. I love San Marcos. It didn't take a lot for me to come there. But what is the pitch when you talk to some of these athletes to come to Texas State? No, you're exactly right. If I can get them on campus, I got a, as good a shot as anybody in the country um, is how I feel. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, still living in this state, um, you know, you're surrounded by the wrong, the wrong colors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think if I can get them on campus, I don't lose many of those, um, to be honest. So I, I just think we're still the hidden secret and we shouldn't be anymore. Mm. Mm. I don't think, well, I've always said this too, especially with the way the Sunbelts have been growing. And I, I'd love to hear your take on that, the way that all of these, we added a bunch of teams now, but also it feels like it's becoming less and less of a secret when you talk about the conference. Because for the longest time, the conference was one of the best group of five in the country. What, what can you say about that? Yeah, I think especially when you talk softball world, um, you know, so it's a dang good conference softball um, wise. So, you know, you're, you're probably right, I think, the football powerhouses the last few years have helped, um, you know, drive this to, you know, almost a, a little bit below the power five. Uh, but I think we're headed in the right direction in every aspect. You know, I still get the questions of who's in your conference, you know, and since it's ever changing, <laughs> I, I think that's why, you know, it's it's always like, OK, who's in your conference this year? Um, so, yeah, I think that it's pretty widespread across the United States, but sometimes right here in the state of Texas. People are still asking, you know, who's in your conference? Who do you guys play? Um, you know, year in and year out. So <clears throat> I think that's that's part of it. But I still think, you know, as I tell most recruits when they get here and they're like, wow, this is really nice. I'm like, yeah, I still think for some reason we're the, the hidden secret of Texas um, and we shouldn't. How do you break that egg? How, how do you get that out there? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. We got to win. <laughs> okay. Cause that's yeah. kind of what I've always said. I, you yeah. know, the argument has been in, in college athletics is like, well, what comes first? The fans or the, I think winning solves all man. Yeah. Winning's I, that big bandit, especially as much as your team has won in the past and been a really good bright spot for this program, the athletics department as a whole, you talked about kind of the changing landscape of the NIL deals and stuff like that. It's a different world really. And you talked a little bit too about the conferences, and how that's kind of a changing landscape in itself. Are y'all chasing like a Cheez-Its deal or anything? I know the <laughs> baseball team is. Do y'all have anything like that too? No, not yet. Not yet. You know, I will tell you though, I probably have 14 to 15 kids that have some sort of deal um, with the with something with NIL. You know, I try to stay out of it. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, you know, at some point, I'm probably going to have to get involved and, and try to push things a little bit more from a coaching standpoint um, to have that extra fund. Uh, but Man, it's a whole nother ball game that I just don't want to venture into. If I don't have to, I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> I don't think I blame you either, because uh, it's just one more thing on the already pretty loaded plate. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. And it's again, I don't even know if I would know how to start navigating it, to be honest. So, yeah, uh, probably this summer, it's something I need to dig into a little bit more. Well, I want to talk about Jessica Mullins because I remember when she came on campus, I asked you what's the difference between her and Randy. And you were telling me there was like, 
the the drive was there. Like that was the biggest thing that you told me that between the two was that like this player has the exact same amount of drive. And then like we're going back to it. You get him for four years, it feels like. And that is what I absolutely love because Jessica has been incredible her first two seasons on campus. Um, I mean, what else can you do? Like, what else does she need to be doing here, coach? Yeah, that that thought process right there, Andrew, is what scares me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, you know, because when you've been there and done that, you know, what's what's the chip on your shoulder to drive you now? Because um, I feel like that was kind of the Jessica Mullins of her early years is that, you know, she wasn't a highly recruited kid. Um, and she probably should have been, just to be honest. Um so I think, you know, she had the naysayers that just thought she wasn't going to be able to do it in college. And some of that maybe became because she was at a really good high school um, with Barbers Hill and the two kids there that were throwing in front of her, one's at ULL and one's at Texas. Um, and so I think she just got overshadowed a little bit um, along the way, which played dividends for me, um, <clears throat> not only because she's here, but because also she was out to prove it to everybody that she could do it. Um, so, you know, I think she's a little bit more mature about the way she's going to approach life now. So you're hoping that that will continue to pay off, um, as she goes. The, the thing that I got to keep her wanting is the ball in her hand all the time. And that drive that she has to beat you, um, you know, cause sometimes when you've been there and done that, <laughs> it, it's hard to keep that same drive. Both of them went to the same high school, Randy and, uh, and Jessica too. So oh, yeah. And the one before them was Chandler Hall and she's out of there also. And making so, so what do you do? do you, hey, so that's the hidden gem, really. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. Well, we're discovering it now. So you just got a pipeline, huh? Just go yeah, well, go there and say, "Give me your ace." Their baseball coach played football here. Aaron, right. I mean, uh, baseball here. Aaron Fuller played a little bit of baseball here. So that that kind of helped me. They started texting me early in his career and say, "Hey, I got one for you." So yeah. So is Jessica still the ace? Um, can you ask me that in May? Okay. All right. Well, let me rephrase that question then. Who is, who's coming up? Who else is there dipping at her heels? Yeah, I would say this is probably the best pitching staff I've had in a really long time. Um, You know, obviously Mullins is going to be Mullins and she's going to get the ball plenty. That's not going to be the issue. I'm hoping to be able to um, spread those innings a little bit wider this year so that she doesn't have so many of them and that she'll be at a better spot in May. Um, But you know, Tori McCann, who ended up with some injuries last year and didn't get to pitch from February on, um, took care of some things over the summer and is in a much better place. And she's throwing the ball really well right now. Uh, Carson Pierce is a lot of innings under her belt experience wise now and is throwing really well. Uh, you know, there's some days in scrimmages that the pitchers just completely shut us down. Um, and then there's other days that we just demolish them. So I can't decide from a coaching standpoint um, which way this is a I'm supposed to feel on which day. But I can tell you that it's it's probably the best staff I've had in a while. Really? Yeah. That's saying something because you've had some pretty good staffs over the last like six, seven years. Yeah. I, again, we all know that if you can keep two decent kids going a lot, you've got a chance. But I don't want to have to rely on one at the end. Is that kind of how you felt like last year? Yeah, probably both of Mullins two years here. You know, okay. she's, she's had to be at the end. She's had to be the the one that carries us on her back. And, you know, somewhere you get to a conference tournament, you got to play four or five games. She can't be that one person. I agree. So I'm glad. See, this is something that I have said before, and I'm just happy that we're both on the same page here with this. <laughs> 
Um, look, I was just saying, like, I don't consider myself a genius, but I do like to be a smart individual. And if we're on the same page, that means I'm a smart individual because you're, you're a division one softball coach. <laughs> well, neither one of us are very smart. I'm not sure which I'll let somebody else decide that Andrew. I think you're a lot smarter than Andrew. I'll just go out and live and say that. <laughs> now, just a lot older, you know, the older you get, the smarter you get, hopefully. There you go. <laughs> But I didn't know that birds migrate and all that stuff, you know, and the when they migrated and all those facts you just gave no, me. You just picked up one brochure or visit North Dakota or something. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. So we'll give a, a little pre-show. Uh, we're talking about birds because I got nothing better to do because it's so damn cold outside. So I'm looking at bird migration patterns. I'm, I'm reading different stuff, man. This is why you got to be a well-rounded individual. That's what they tell me. Be a well-rounded individual. Know a little bit about a lot. And that's me, man. A little bit about a lot. Okay, that's a good theory. I like that. Yeah. Know a little bit a lot. You know, we're yeah. talking about animals. It's a great time to be a bobcat, really. There's a lot of excitement around the athletics department. Of course, the football coaching hires and stuff like that. How excited are y'all just to get uh, people back into the ballpark? You know, I feel like the spring sports always get like that big off season where it feels like, oh my gosh, can we get back to playing? You know? It, no doubt. Yeah. It's funny you say that because just the other day, Jacob, I was thinking, you know, some of these kids, it's been nine months since they've, you know, got to play in a real ball game again. So it'll be interesting to see how we respond um, come Friday night under the lights and, you know, with the crowd in the stands and a little bit different feel. Obviously, we played some ball, fall games, but they just don't have the same impact on them. You know, it's one of those deals where you're trying to let everybody play and get a little bit of experience. But um, yeah, I mean, you go to the middle of May and then you go all the way to the middle of February until you really get to to turn the lights on and go again. It's, it's always a question of, okay, what is today going to look like? Um, but yeah, the, I can't wait to get somebody else in the other dugout with a different uniform on um, and see what we really do. I'm envious of you guys getting to play baseball and softball. I, I'll just put it that way. There's still like two feet of snow on the ground. Uh, I want to talk about the, the hitting that you guys have. We mentioned a little bit earlier, but you have a, uh, would you say that Carr is your number one hitter coming back? Good batting average last year. I think it was like 335, 61 hits, 35 runs, led the team in hits and runs last year. What, what does it mean to have somebody like that coming back in the lineup? I'm guessing you're talking to Sierra Trahan. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, freshman of the year, you know, again, it's another kid I feel like is kind of wearing the weight of the shoulder of the world on her shoulders right now, um, you know, trying to repeat. And I'm like, quit, quit trying to be who you were last year and just be you. But you know, she's just a kid that she's a, a coach's dream is pretty much what I call her because she works hard every single day, whether it's game day, practice day, there's no difference um, for her. So, you know, anytime you can put that kid at the top of your lineup, you got a chance to to start a game pretty successfully and stay that way because she just kind of sets the tone um, with the way she does things every single day. So, yeah, I mean, it's it'd be nice to have her back, but I need to, to have her not feel the pressure that she has to carry us. Well, you can only win freshman of the year one time, right? It's kind of like that nobody's ever won rookie of the year two years in a row. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Just sets the bar kind of high. <laughs> I understand that. I get that. Now, you you do have players who get awarded in the preseason stuff. I can't imagine that as a head coach, you you take a lot of um, stock into that. That that's not something that you know really at the end of the day matters. Right. See, there we are on the same page again. Look at that. See, at you. assistant, assistant coach, Andrew. <laughs> All don't, go, don't go that far, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's just because I've talked to too many coaches that I know the preseason stuff. It does not matter. I think Jacob and I were talking about the coaches polls and we were trying to figure out like who, who votes in those. I imagine that again, it's like 
you everybody feels the best before any games are played about their team, you know? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, again, the coaches vote on the coaches pool. So, um, you know, it's it's usually fairly similar to how the year ended the year before, you know, and, and so are the awards. Like these are why are we awarding somebody for what they did last year? And we already awarded them for what they did last year. That's all the preseason awards are. <laughs> it's just one more thing to put in the media booklet. That's kind of uh, how how I look at it. You're exactly right. <laughs> and, and it was February, but we're already playing for May, right? Like that's kind of the mentality. That's the standard. That's the expectation, right? That that is the expectation to be playing in May and even into June would be nice one year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I'm always the I get called a negative Nancy because I have a high expectation for my university. Everybody always gives me the biggest load of crap about like, oh, you need to be more excited for things. Can I? Am I wrong for not being excited to for a regular season championship? That I should be more excited for a postseason, winning the tournament, going into the the you know regionals. That's where like our heads should be as fans. Is that? Am I wrong for thinking that? Um, I go back and forth on that one because, again, if I can get into postseason without winning the conference tournament, that means I had a really good year, and I beat some some good people to do that. Um, you know, last year, I wasn't sure how this was going to go because you're like, man, you had a really good la- year coming off a good year last year, but to me it wasn't a very good year. Um, even though we ended up winning 38 ball games, um, we weren't playing in postseason. You know, and, and some of those bad losses are what got us. It wasn't necessarily the wins. It was the couple that we lost that were that killed us. Um, but you know, in this conference, I'm okay if I don't win a conference championship. I'll just be honest with you, but I want to be in postseason play. Got you. Um, because I just think this conference in softball is that good. Is that okay. the big lesson from last year? It's just yes, <laughs> yes, that is the big lesson. You know, everybody wants to talk about beating ULL, but the ULL games aren't what keep us out of regionals. What keeps us out of regionals is losing to the bottom half of our conference during conference games. We just we can't afford to do that. And is that something I again? I imagine that's something that comes up in conversations in the preseason. But how? What do? You, how does it go in the regular day to day? Like, how do you say coming into a game where you might have a three game winning streak against a team like ULL or you know Coast Carolina or something, and you come into a game against the bottom half? How do you get them up for that game? Like, right. what what coaching goes into that? Well, the good part is after last year, I won't have to do too much because it's 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 sitting on them pretty hard, you know. Um, it's they they get it they understand you know when you go to the end of the year and you win 17 games in a row at the end that tells you that you didn't take care of your business early that you could have um so again there's only so much as coaches we can do and say <laughs> and at some point you know they got to take some ownership um and i think that's big been the biggest difference for this group is they've taken in ownership of the entire year and they've driven the boat from the get-go they're not waiting until it's too late and then try to start driving that's actually, I, I mean, Jacob, I'll let you jump in here, but I feel really good about that. That's a really big testament to what where this team is. Do you think that's because you had younger players who now are in year three and year four that they've like kind of taken onus? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think they get it now. You know, I don't think they weren't, they didn't think they weren't doing it wrong before, but I think now they understand a little bit better of what that picture looks like um, from August to now, you know, instead of, trying to figure out in the middle of March and it's too late. Well, I guess like the weight that you're carrying only really feels like weight when you realize you're carrying it, you know? So it's say look under like, Oh God, that's what's, yeah. that's what's on our back yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can carry that weight with a whole bunch of other people, it's a lot less weight on your shoulders. And then the entire is, conference just staring at you, trying to see how y'all are going to respond week to week or, you know. Right. 
no doubt. You're, I mean, again, I, I, I like this group and what they've done to prepare for this entire season. Well, prepare us for Friday night. What do, what's the scouting report? Um, Wichita State hit 130-something home runs last year, and they bring back 100 of those. Um, so, you know, Friday, 3, 8, 3 p.m., we're going to find out what we're made of real quickly. Uh, we're going to have to score runs. Um, right now, I'm not sure who will be the starter. You know, I have a feeling they were preparing for Mullins. So it's, you know, the question, do you try to counteract that and do something different? Um, I'll be honest, she hasn't been real healthy anyway. So it may be taken out of my hands, uh, may not even be a decision to make. So, but that's the big one, you know, and, and I, some, now I look back and I'm like, what idiot made that schedule um, <laughs> to open the, <laughs> open the season with them. Uh, but, you know, I think again, it'll tell us exactly where we're at and where we need to go. I, I feel like, we have the opportunity to score a lot of runs ourselves. So this may be the best offensive lineup I've ever put on the field. You talked about a little bit. What, what has to go right, I guess, during February? Is it just immediately mopping the floor with people? Is it hanging with people and kind of seeing like what character y'all got, you know, down the stretch or, you know, what, what is it? Yeah. Usually you try to say February is about getting to know your team and who you are and, and what you're going to do. But I mean, 90% of these kids that were on the field last year are back on the field this year. So there's none of that going on. Um, this year, February is full go for us. I mean, we, we got to win, period. And um, we got to win now. So there's no, okay. yeah. I mean, there's, there's no hanging out and watching. Um, usually a lot of times I'll say if you come out of Feb February, you know, 50-50, you got a chance. But I feel like this team should do better than that. Write that one down for you. All right. Well, <laughs> that's in the quote book for sure. Little bulletin board <laughs> material there. Print the shirts. Okay. I like it. Uh, well, like I said, don't don't take everything I say to heart. I'm not the smartest uh, or the sharpest tool in the shed, I guess I should say. <laughs> no. No, I, I, I understand where you're coming from with that. I, I get that, you know, you you have a team that now there's experience. There, there's no excuse not to be trying to win these games. I will say Wichita State will be uh will be a, a tough opponent. These in the mantra, don't miss high. When you're hitting a home run, home run ball team, don't miss high. Yeah, you're probably right. That was that was part of the scouting report yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and don't miss over the plate. <laughs> so yeah, they they got two kids. We have to stop. They got two kids that I feel like if we don't let those two beat us. We'll win. If we let those two beat us, then we're going to be in trouble. Who's somebody else we should be watching this season, Coach? Somebody that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, again, you know, we can always throw J.J. Smith in there, the kid that, that transferred in from UT. Um, I think Kat Zarati um, is a freshman that I picked up late, and I think she's going to have a stellar year if she'll just not pretend like she's a freshman. <laughs> um, I hate to say that out loud, but, you know, she's got all kinds of power and, and all kinds of tools to use. Um, we just got to keep her confident in what she's doing. Um, Sarah Vanderford looks as good as she's looked, um, I think, since she's been here. Right now, she's pretty confident. Um, I think defensively, we're going to be as good as we have been in every position. So, I don't, you know, our outfielders are pretty much all three returning. Um, Padana Jones out there in right field now as a starter, day-to-day -day starter. And then, you know, you keep Randolph and, and Trahan both out there. So, our outfield's as good as, as anybody's in the country, I would say. Um, they run well. They do a lot of things well. So, um, it's it's going to be it, it'll be a fun season. I don't think there's anybody that has to wear the weight of carrying us. Um, you know, behind the plate, I feel like we got a couple of good kids that we're going to have to mix and match depending on the offensive side of things. But all three of them do a pretty good job back there. So it's it's going to come down to offense for that spot a little bit. 
you, you got me really excited. Sounds like this is the best team you put on the field, Coach. I, I honestly, you know, and again, I hate to make that statement out loud, but uh, you know, they've been a really fun group to work with. They're all bought in. You know, we got eight freshmen, and I feel like all eight of them, you know, are making us better. Mm-hmm. They so, get it. They just jump yeah. right in and and start pulling along. Okay. Yeah. Talk about fun not, group. You know. Yeah, yeah they may not I be think... on the field, but they're all in. You know, they're fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think yeah, you you and fun. Trout probably have the funniest teams too. Me and Andrew are always on Twitter, always <laughs> doing something online. I see everything the team posts. It's so funny. I, th- I think uh, yeah. Presley was the one that got a shot in, and nobody wanted her to take a take care of their yeah. kids. <laughs> hey, Tori McCain, because she's not a kid lover, and I don't think she would like to do it. Um, I wouldn't let Bailey Welsh babysit my kids because she'd probably sit there and just stare at them. <laughs> Hannah because she would get distracted and lose my kids. Um, Presley because she'd probably lose my kids and I probably had to get on to her more than my kids. Um, Presley because she'd probably lose them. I would not let Presley Blendy babysit my kids because she would probably lose them. Piper, I don't think she would take care of my kids. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of personality going on. There's no doubt about that. We might have graduated a little bit of that personality, but uh, we still got plenty. Trust me. <laughs> is that important? How important is that for a sport like softball to have just fun personalities? I think it's just females in general. When they play, they have to have some energy. You know, if you don't see much energy coming out of them, then they're probably not going to be, you know, as good as they would be the next day with energy. So I don't, I don't think every player has to look the same to have that energy, but just in the softball world in general, um, you know, it's the cheers that drive me crazy and the, you know, that stuff that I just have to deal with because <laughs> it's part of the softball world. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is something that probably plays into a lot of players uh, mindset. So you don't like the cheers either? No, I hate the cheers. OK, <laughs> that was the thing that drove me up the wall when I covered softball is the cheers. And uh, I've now come to accept it as just part of life. But I remember being. 15, 16, 17, going to uh, softball tournaments, like to cover for a newspaper and stuff. And I was like, this is, this is too much for me. <laughs> See, there we are on the same page. You just got to accept it. Some things you have to accept in life, whether you want to or not. <laughs> Good lesson to learn. Good lessons. <laughs> well, you could tell that, you know, however, you know, I don't want to say fun a team is, but just being able to play loose and that translates immediately on the field. I always feel. Right. See, there you go again. Yeah, it becomes about their energy and their, there am i having fun or not trust me that i hear that a lot you know it's got to be fun for me i want it to be fun i'm like yeah i don't really care if it's fun i want to win (laughs) (laughs) winning is fun yeah Yeah, winning is fun fun. so i'm like losing isn't fun to me i don't care what you guys do in the dugout winning's not going to be losing's (laughs) not going to be fun to me (laughs) so you're coming into a a pretty big benchmark here hopefully and i don't want to jinx it we'll knock on wood there is it 800 coach I'll try not to keep up with that, Andrew. Okay. I got the the 500 hanging on the wall. And after that, you know, the thousands, the next benchmark for me. Got you. Okay. Well, we'll put it, put it there. Don't no. And then I'm going to (laughs) retire. You heard it here first folks. Don't get a t-shirt, no balloons, no ice cream cake. Just act like it's just on to the next game. I got it. No, I hear one other benchmark. 1,000. That's it. There we go. All right. That means I still have to do this a long time, and I don't know if that'll happen either, just so y'all know. 
I, I your want, contract I, runs through 2025 right uh, now. Too, so. I want to I, I, I put a chip on the wall, Coach, before you retire. We need yeah. it. We need to celebrate. Yeah. That's come on. What? Just give me one. One banner. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> no, I can do one. <laughs> okay. Look at that. Yes. You can have the 800 banner. How about that? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. All right. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. How close am I? I think you're at 764. Some something in that. So we still got to win a lot of games. It's doable. <laughs> it's doable. It's doable. The it decorations are on back order. So uh, yeah, <laughs> hold off on that. <laughs> it was great. Um, I hope that softball gets that banner that I've been I've been looking for. Maybe they will be the team that wins me a banner. Um, maybe it'll be baseball. Baseball did it well last year. I think softball. They they have a. They, they, they have unfulfilled potential that this group is, I think, going to try to get to the finish line with. I'm so jealous of you and Coach Wooden's relationship. As you should. I'm going to be a GA one of these days. But, you know, you know, we'll do a quick aside. It started with my incredible coverage of uh, Kat Osterman when she was the pitching coach because I was the only person on campus that felt like took that serious that we had like an Olympian, one of the greatest female athletes ever at least let's say in the back half of the 20th century on campus. And um, everybody, it felt like it kind of got breezed over too much. So oh, yeah, the last, when, the, when the <laughs> last, when the last interviews that I did, when the last interviews I did before COVID ended, everything was with coach Osterman when she was going to go to the Olympics. And I remember talking to her being like, Hey, I heard this pandemic thing might be pretty bad. It's in China right now. I hope it doesn't affect the Olympics. And then that's the last time I saw her face to face. Um, and three years later, I'm still one of the biggest fans, but how much has changed? It's insane. You know, she's doing her thing. Uh, Texas State softball is doing their thing, hopefully winning a, winning a Sunbelt championship this year. But it's, it's one of those crazy, like, you know, those moments that you don't forget, like, wild. Well, it's hard to not. I feel like every day is like that for her when you're that important to a sport, you know? It's like, what am I doing today? Like, <laughs> like I was at HEB and I saw Kat Osterman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's weird. Like, whatever. This is an aside. Like, this does not affect Texas State softball currently. But I just think that it's a real... It, it's amazing. She's one of the best athletes ever. Like, this is the equivalent of seeing, like, Serena Williams. You know what oh, I yeah, mean? For sure. Or, or, like, Billie Jean King. Like, that is what Kat Osterman is. So pe- People thought she was done, too. And then she strapped back up, went out there. Unfortunately, yeah, and, left Texas and the State fact, in the process, I should say. And the but, fact that Texas State was, like... We, we were there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like a, she was at Texas State. Like, I totally, totally, totally got, like, underappreciated, in my opinion. No, yeah. She definitely made the team and the athletics department as a whole. She better. made Randy Rupp so good. Like, yeah. Randy Rupp was already incredible. I Kat re- really helped her. And imagine if she was around for Jessica. Like, Mullins is already one of the best pitchers in Texas State history, and that's two years into her career. Like, we're already talking about her as, like, one of the best pitchers. Imagine if Kat was there, like, helping her get to that next level. You know what I mean? Like, eh, you know, maybe she'll get it on her own. And I, you know, coaching staff at Texas State is still really good, but it's just like one of those little, it's those little things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they have a doubleheader Friday night and that's part of their Texas State tournament to open the season. So what do you, uh, prediction? Do you think they keep them under a hundred home runs? Wichita State? Yeah. In that game? Yeah, I definitely think there'll be less than a hundred home runs. I, I think Texas State's going to show a good. Hopefully, Jessica's okay to pitch. If not, it's a good time to, as any to learn if uh, we have a second ace. We have somebody else in the bullpen. Yeah, no, you're all, you can only be the guy if you're the guy, right? So, 
Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Sweet. Square Talks, episode two. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.